There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico You got to be in so much to see in Mexico Take it from me and you're gonna see the greatest show Marvellous. There we are. We let it play a little bit longer, especially for your mate Mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, wanted to hear it. So uh, there it was, Mexico. And that's where we're going now to Campeche. And uh, we say uh, a warm welcome to John Bonfilio. John, thanks uh, ever so much for joining us. Very good evening to you too, Martin. Yeah, I thought you'd like a little bit of extra, extra Mexico. It was great. It was yeah, great. Long John boarding, marvellous. Now, we're going to talk uh, Bitcoin, uh, first of all, because there's still a huge amount of uncertainty. Jed has some uh, Bitcoin, and uh, we haven't spoken for a week or two about how it's going or uh, not going, uh, but Argentina is uh, embracing uh, cryptocurrency, apparently, John. Yeah, as you said, I mean, actually, it is mostly Bitcoin is the interest in Argentina, but it, it basically it passes over into all crypto. And I think it's really interesting where, nationally speaking, crypto is is thriving because largely it's where is there there is a gap in kind of you know conventional financing, and in in Latin America that means places like Venezuela where there is no functioning, mm. no financial economics economic infrastructure to speak of. Uh, somewhere like El Salvador, which already uses um, uh, an external parallel currency in the context of the U.S. dollar, so it's not like it's a it's a massive leap for them. And places like Argentina, which for the last generation have been uh, in and out of of financial crisis, and so where already the population is massively, um, you know, ripe and ready to experiment, and not, not to experiment because there's a risk in things like crypto, but actually to experiment because they perceive there to be massive risk in the status quo of standard national economics. So it's a logical step for them to look wherever else they can look for a bit of economic stability. And so, um, yeah, in the recent past, um, Argentina and Argentinians, I mean, mostly in the big cities of you know, um, Buenos Aires and, and Rosario and, and the like, but, and, you know, it doesn't necessarily permeate into into farmers, in, into the deep, you know, to the deep uh, outlands of Argentina, um, but you know, it's more, mostly an urban beast. But for sure, it's taken a, uh, a, a fair foothold there. And also interesting that the government there doesn't really seem to be trying to, you know, to push back against it. I guess also because, you know, the governments that do tend to push back against crypto are those that have a lot to lose in terms of, uh, you know, uh, taxation and, and income and so on. But actually, the Argentine government already knows that actually, you know, it, it's on a hiding to nothing, which is with its standard economic practice. So it may as well actually in mm. and of itself, uh, you know, let these things um, unfold. Yeah, so it doesn't really offer a, a whole lot of comfort to people who've invested in cryptocurrency, uh, which I think probably just remains uh, a sort of uh, wait and see thing. You know, you're in it for the long game if you're doing it. I think I think where it does is that there is. Um, you know, every, uh, and it'll be interesting to see what, you know, to hear what Jed thinks about this, but every week that passes or every month that passes in which crypto is not a failed experiment and which there is increased uptake, uh, and specifically where, for example, the likes of El Salvador take it on as a national experiment and so on, uh, I think then actually that, 
you know, that actually does validate crypto um, by oh, default, by the fact that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't implode. If, if it, you know, these processes, these systems have now existed alongside us for how long? I mean, you know, a fair a fair chunk of time now, and mm. they are still there, and they are still functioning. And the other thing that's worth saying, actually, that in Latin America, there is a significant level of um, unbanked population and a massive level of underbanked population. And so uh, national governments actually also see this as a way to actually reach their, their populations through cell phones. So where people don't have standard banks and they don't have bank accounts and they're not about to open those, almost all of those people do have cell phones. And so actually you can target those people and get those people involved in the national economic project by using crypto. So it is also an opportunity for governments to, um, you know, to widen the net uh, in, in that regard, in that regard also. I think crypto you know, outside of the, in Latin America, outside of countries that have banned it like Bolivia, which are very much the outliers, I think crypto is largely thriving in Latin America. Okay, well there you are, it's a bit of encouragement for uh, Jed, I think he's, he's gone off to count his crypto coins now um, <laughs> <laughs> So a bit of encouragement for you there Jed you, you know, Yeah, that's oh, it's so frustrating <laughs> it's, 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 it's It goes up and goes down doesn't it, but it's, it's yeah. still there anyway, You just need to move, you just need to move Jed yeah. I know I need to come to wherever you are and um, yeah, live a good life. just need to get on a plane. Just don't get me yeah. lost. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Am I the kind of person to do that? Well, yes, exactly. We've heard about your exploits. You're just the person to do that. Um, let's talk about, I mean, we know uh, about the rivalry between uh, Brazil and Argentina, certainly in football terms. Uh, tell me about this rivalry between uh, Nicaragua and Colombia. Yeah, it's one of the, the, the lesser known international enmities between countries. I mean, the, the big ones, I guess, in, in Latin America, say Brazil, Argentina, Chile, Peru have a bit of a thing, have always had a bit of a thing uh, on the border there. It's one of their most heavily mined, historically heavily mined borders in uh, uh, on the planet. Belize and Guatemala don't tend to get on very well. Pretty much everybody and Argentina uh, also have an enmity. Uh, and yeah, Nicaragua and Colombia, largely because they have this long-standing issue with some islands off the coast of Nicaragua, San Andres, Providence, Providencia, and Santa Catalina that were Nicaraguan until 1931, when there was a U U.S. occupation. Apologies for the history lesson. A U.S. occupation of uh, Nicaragua, which took place then, and you know, on the side, the islands were then given across to Colombia. And since then, it's been a major issue between the two countries. It went to, into the International Court of Justice um, about 20 years ago. And then they, they kind of sided with Colombia, but they also gave uh, some waters west of the islands to, to Nicaragua. So they didn't really resolve anything. And actually, um, it continues to be a, a significant issue with, in particular, Colombia patrolling uh, patrolling the waters across these islands and, and the Nicaraguan authorities say that basically you know, they are intimidating fishermen and others from using the, the exclusive economic zone, whereas Colombia say that actually they're fighting you know, uh, drugs trafficking and they're involved in maritime rescue operations over there. But it's a constant flashpoint between the two countries uh, and certainly in the, in, the, in the national news cycles between the two countries, which never really rears its head internationally at all. But no. for sure, you know, you ask any Nicaraguan you ask any Colombian about the, the respective other country and they're going to say, well, you know, those islands, they belong to us.
Yeah, isn't that interesting? I mean, uh, be, it doesn't get to the, the internet. Whoa, that's your, <laughs> that's your dog joining in. Um, I mean, it doesn't get international uh, coverage because there are so many of these other sort of cross-border. Uh, well, obviously, Russia, Ukraine at the moment. And then, of course, uh, we've got the Middle East, which is, is always a flashpoint. And I suppose as Europeans, we tend to look more to uh, what's going on in the Middle East than what's going on in Latin America, you know, because we've got the uh, the ocean, the big ocean, be between us. So that's yeah, the way it works. And actually, even here in Latin America, most countries go, "Oh, you know, oh, don't be silly about it." I mean, there's occasional whispers, especially you know when people want to whip up a bit of a frenzy about, uh, "Oh no, you know, well we might have to defend our territory and so on." But but largely speaking, uh, you know, most people here are like, "Oh, just get over it." You know, it's not that it's not that that big a deal. Uh, for sure, but between those two countries, it certainly is. Yeah, and uh, talking of uh, rivalries in Latin America, uh, the Brazil versus Argentina um, postponed World Cup qualifier has been rescheduled for June to be played in Melbourne. <laughs> Tell me about that. Yep, is that a home game for, for Argentina or Brazil? <laughs> uh, bizarre. Actually, they have actually played at the MCG um, a few times, I think four times over the course of the last uh, 10 years or so. This kind of goes back to this match in this World Cup qualifier in September 2021, where everything was up for grabs. I mean, now it's, you know, it's not relevant or interesting at all, in which six minutes into the game, um, it appears that Argentine, some Argentine players had lied about their previous uh, uh, countries that they had visited during the COVID context. And so Brazilian health officials remarkably and surreally stormed the pitch um, and called the and called the whole match off. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those things. That, well, actually, we're not sure at the moment where it is where it is actually that final World Cup match or whether it is just a, a friendly that's going to be played. But it, but it's interesting that the the Australian authorities have actually managed to to get them to head over to play this on the on the ele- the eleventh of June. And it certainly seems as though you know, in in large part it is the Australian footballing and migratory authorities um, saying that they are open for business and and the big chat here is are the likes of Messi and, Messi and Neymar going to go and play over there you know is it actually a serious match is it not a serious match and of course the football authorities and the, and the hosts the MCG say no you know we've been given all the assurances that of course these players are going to go and play but we can't guarantee it but you know I would very much doubt mm. that the big names are going to be there no, I mean it will. It'll draw a bit of a crowd. I mean, just for the for the novelty value, and because they, you know, whoever's playing, Brazil is Brazil, and Argentina is Argentina, and um, soccer is uh, is popular in Australia. It's not as popular as rugby, but it is popular, and certainly not as uh, popular as Aussie rules in Melbourne. I think Melbourne's pretty well the centre of Aussie rules, um, but it will draw some sort of crowd uh, for sure. And and there's also a massive diaspora of. Latin Latin Americans in, mm. um, you know, in, in Australia and in particular in in Melbourne as well. So, you know, in and of itself, I mean, there'll, there'll be some um, some more some Australians of more of the Anglo-Saxon bent that attend that fixture. But I imagine there'll also be a fair bit of uh, yeah. of Latinos who've moved from home from home who'll be who'll be uh, baying at the two sides on that uh, on June the 11th. I'm sure they will. As we said, it's always a, a, a huge rivalry. Uh, John, as always, thanks uh, ever so much. Do appreciate it. Take care. Speak soon. There we go. John Bonfivio. Such a place <laughs> called the magic has begun in Mexico underneath the